All right, that was a little 8-bit Little Drummer Boy. I play my drum for you. Dude, remember the time uh, Bing Crosby and Bowie fucking rocked that one? Dude, actually, I do remember that. That was a good one. Dude. Bowie just came, like, came over and he's like, oh. No, I, it kind of, you know, I read an article talking about, um, was it John Holmes? I'm saying that wrong. Are you talking about the porn star, John yeah, Holmes? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He did one porno film, and he just didn't look like he was into it. That's how Bing Crosby was singing with <laughs> David Blatt. <laughs> he just didn't seem like he was into it, dude. He's like the new kid in town. That's what he called Bowie. Jeez. Dude, Bing Crosby, he was a dick, too. He, like, would beat his kids. And, really? Yeah. It's the 50s, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sure his kids didn't talk back at him like grocery cigarette smoke in their face. Hey. Let him play with the plastic bag. I'm I'm sure <laughs> Bing's kid didn't talk back to him in the grocery store like mine did the other week. Oh, dude, my kid talks back to me all the time. Yeah. But the thing is, my my family loves it now. That I'm like, hey, I'm a brown belt. You have no <laughs> idea how close you are to dying. <laughs> uh. So Christmas, are you all done shopping? Uh yeah, we do everything online, pretty much. Um, and the sixteen-year-old Desi, he just wants like gift cards and stuff. Dude, we, that, that's all I want. We did do a, a trip to the for Nana. We did a trip to the Comics TNT. And oh, for what? For uh, their grandma, Nana. Oh, what do you call her? Nana. Nana. Okay. And uh, they they each like you know, you got X amount of money to spend. Go pick out comic books, and they Dude. just ran wild. I'm just going to say, dude, you guys have really embraced the comic book lifestyle. Hashtag comic heads. <laughs> Hashtag comic heads. <laughs> You've really embraced it. Yeah, dude. It's, it's You're cool. You're all in. Yeah, no, yeah. And actually, Coach Jeff, oh, sorry, sorry. Professor Jeff, there it's going to go. take me a little time. It's going to take me a little time. He was actually, he did like a baby Johnny. <laughs> I can't believe Mark Miller's not going to be making that. New, new, or Magic Order too. Oh yeah, he was totally clowning you, like. Oh, and all, and Mark Miller talked back to me on uh on Instagram. He dude, like, it was so funny in the group chat, <laughs> and I was like, oh great, you annoyed Mark Miller too. <laughs> yeah. Chris, why can't you just be happy for me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hilarious, dude. You're like you're like a fanboy. You are a fanboy. Yep. I hey, I like what I like. And I let those people know it. Hey, and real quick, I'm looking across at you right now with that fucking ridiculous Laker hat you're wearing. Uh, I'd appreciate you taking it off. It's got lightning on it, Chris. You know what? Because um, I'm electric, and so is my team right now. This is... Except for last night. <laughs> uh, that roaming blackouts last night. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, this is like neutral zone. This is like the church in Highlander where you're not supposed <laughs> or, to be flying your colors. Or the hotel where you can't kill people in the hotel. Like, uh, uh, John Wick? Yeah. What, what? Man, what's that hotel called? I don't know. Crap, I can't remember. Um, all right, so you're good with uh, Christmas check. You, you guys are going to uh, Utah. You guys are going to Utah. This is the time of year where Chris picks out a new, another wife. <laughs> uh, Jamie Reese has ruined me for all other women. <laughs> and you can take that one of two ways. The way that it's intended or the way my wife interprets it, which is not good. 
yeah, you know, but the thing is, we, my mother-in-law called her daughter, I don't know, a couple days ago and said, hey, um, you might not even want to come because the whole family's fighting. It's like, we're going into like Fallujah, like oh, the, wow. every, everyone's fighting. Everyone's fighting. That's where I'm most comfortable. You know what? But it's really funny because Jamie and I are like chill as fuck in California because we're not <laughs> in, we're not involved with any of this. So I'm the mature. Um, You're the mature. <laughs> real mature. <laughs> yes, I can go in there. And, Guys, come on! Can't we all just get along? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going. And you know what? We don't have a return date. I'm going to have to be back to work January 2nd, but that's a long time to spend in Utah. Are you, are so you I might be books and stuff or what? Are you bringing like any books to read out there or anything? Oh, of course. Yeah. No, I got a whole slew, but dude, that's a long time to spend with family. I, I'm going to tap out soon. That's well, not only that, it's not your, it's, it's your in-laws. Yeah. It's not like you can sit on the couch and I, fart hey. in front of your in-laws. <laughs> Really hold my beer. <laughs> and you know what? I know what you're really saying. They're Mormon, Johnny. I, that's yeah, I didn't you, say anything. That's what you're saying, Johnny. I read between the lines. I didn't. I didn't. And that, let me just go on record right now. That is totally true. I don't want to hang out with Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> um, Strictly Satanist for Christopher. Dude. You know, I think the satanic panic is still alive and well in Utah. I bet you Jay's journal is still passed around. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Are you must read. Fucking I used dude, I, I That was so funny. When you brought that up a couple <laughs> weeks ago in Dawn Patrol. No I was one like, knew what Jay's journal was. I knew I did because I was raised in Utah. Yeah. They down here, like Go Ask Alice was big. Yeah. But like Jay's journal really didn't make the rounds like No, that was a that's like, Utah dude. I went to I went to Orem High School. Go Tigers, and uh, that book was passed around. Even oh, like, dude. even the most goody-goody Mormons were like, "Yeah, I read Jay's journal." <laughs> dude, it... I read Jay's journal in seminary. <laughs> dude, you went to seminary? I didn't go to seminary. Oh, oh, oh you're okay. I'm saying what the kids were telling me. Hey, I did go to seminary a few times, but I was just chasing after some cheerleaders. Uh, yeah, you know, and I was trying to. Oh yeah, no, I'm totally interested. <laughs> like, I just wanted to. I wanted to get close to you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so, oh, what are you doing? You got a road trip planned? Yeah, me and Donovan are going, Donovan's going to meet his grandpa. He, my, my dad came to town the day he was born and we haven't seen him since, <laughs> dude. <laughs> he's lived in Mexico, Hawaii, uh, Arizona a lot. Now he's back in Arizona. He's in San Carlos, Mexico. So where in Arizona? Uh, Green Valley. And where? How far is that? How Could, far drive? You couldn't have picked Scottsdale, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's about it's about six and a half hour drive, and about forty one degrees there right now. So. I know you sent that to me, and like, oh, I'm not looking forward to this. And I sent you the screenshot of the weather in South Jordan, Utah. Chris, 20, 25. I was born in Hug Hospital, dude. <laughs> what do you want from me, dude? I'm not made for cold weather. Well, neither am I. I'm completely acclimated. When I first moved out here, people would complain like, oh, it's so cold. And Jamie and I would be like, it's 60. Like, we're not even wearing freaking coat. Now we're total pussies. Yeah. And it's like, it's so cold. Jamie's in there lighting the fireplace. I know. I, I saw that. It's like probably 70. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So, well, there is some good news coming out of this little vacation. So, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was a little concerned um, about getting lit up about missing Dawn Patrol. But, because I'm going to be gone for like a week and a half. But, there's no fucking, there's no Dawn Patrol. No, they shut that shit down. I am not going to miss one Dawn Patrol. I'm going to put on like 10 pounds too while you're gone. Hey, actually, I'm, gonna, I'm taking my gi. I'm going to I mean, go to open mat out there. Except I'm a little concerned about uh, last you, time I was. Did you pack your purple belt to take out there? Well, no. <laughs> I, dude, I thought about doing that. Because <laughs> in the summer, I was a purple belt. And I don't know, dude. There's not a lot of pressure at purple belt. But now I'm rolling in with a brown belt. Like, I think people are going to try to fuck me up. So I was like, maybe I should take my purple belt. Just roll in there in my purple belt. No, you're a brown belt now, dude. <sighs> take your lickings. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? I might as well just put on a blue belt. I'll be like, man, I don't think your blue belt should be doing toe hold. So this is the bonus episode. Yeah, this is a little freebie. And, and uh, we just figured, hey, let's, uh, let's oh, do a quick little. God damn it, dude. We forgot to introduce ourselves. <laughs> and hey. let me just tell you, my wife <laughs> fucking lit us up for like, you never introduce yourselves. And I'm like, I'm going to put a note on the mixing board and I'm not going to forget. I didn't put it. Well, let's do it right now. All right. This is best friend of me. I'm Christopher Long. And I'm Johnny Kringle. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> All right. You're going to cut that and put that to the front. Yeah. Dude, done. It's already done. <laughs> Consider it already done. Done. All right. Now, seamlessly transition into, in this episode, we have top five worst Christmas gifts. So last Christmas, we did top five best Christmas yes. gifts. Yes. So this is the other side of the coin. Hey, I want to say something about that, too. Uh, my number one last year was the famous die-cast metal uh, Voltron. Yeah. Uh-huh. Lou Dog Photog, before he moved away to Texas, and before he became dead to us, he gave me one of his old uh, Voltrons. Really? That's great. Well, what'd you get, Chris? You know what? I think it's funny <laughs> that Lou did not give me shit. Lou didn't give me shit. Thank you for reminding me, too. Fucking, um, I, I knew I didn't like Lou. All right, so we got top five worst Christmas gifts. We have recommendations. Hey, do you have a recommendation? Well, I'll get to that. <laughs> what do you think I'm not prepared we got dude we're really kind of getting lazy dude you know another critique my wife said it's like you guys kind of aren't prepared and I'm like duh have you listened <laughs> that's what that's why people like us when did she start <laughs> listening to the podcast dude? right when she was like so you buying Mary Joe? she talking about our jujitsu or about our show <laughs> <laughs> just kind of oh dude she started giving me shit about um not going to meetings. Oh, I got that from my wife too. Dude, my but wife. But that's like, that's a wife's, like the wife of a sober person. That's their like little, little card they play when like you, they're pissed at you. They, <laughs> Nikki's always like, when's the last time you went to a meeting? Or oh. you should, you could really use a meeting right now. It's like, oh really? Oh, could I? Let me just break something to fucking remind everyone I'm the fucking alpha of the house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. Hey, when you have that kind of conversation, will you call me over or FaceTime me? Say, so I'm going to talk to a sober person right now. <laughs> uh, you know, I tried to tell Jamie, I was like, well, you know, basically Johnny and I kind of 
get current at jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, so I say too. Dude. I'm like, we're kind of telling what's going on and. You know, we're keeping ourselves grounded as we try to kill each other. I stay, I stay current with my bro. <laughs> I know. I hate when my wife goes program on me. Oh. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the, the, H- the hit HBO show. The Watchmen. The Watchmen. And hey, Chris, did you know that was a comic book before? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that is... That's basically all. We, oh, and we have another uh, hashtag comic head segment. Yes. And um, oh. in, the, in the mailbag. Uh, Fucking, straight, you know what? Straight from Australia. I have another, uh, a new message from Jugs at Full Metal Jiu-Jitsu. Lead general at Full Metal Jiu-Jitsu. All right, let's hear this shit. He's going to be threatening <laughs> this me. This came in. You know, I'm going to want a copy of that because I'm going to report him. Okay. So, this came in from Australia. Jugs apparently listened to our last episode, and this is the message he left. How the hell are you two assholes? I mean, you don't want to roll with women? I mean, for starters, I roll with you two American assholes every time I come to AOJ, and you two are a bunch of fucking bitches. Again, I'm coming for you, Chris, and I'm coming for you, Johnny, you fucking bitches. Yeah, now I'm in trouble, Chris. <laughs> How does that happen? Judge, so, that's not the deal. You go after Chris, not me. No, you know what? You know what sucks is when we first became friends, everyone <laughs> went after you. And I was like, hey, no, leave Johnny alone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The- <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, why are you piling on Johnny? Now everyone's fucking coming after me. I'm the asshole. Well, let's face it, dude. I mean, Australia was built uh, off of uh, criminals and lepers. So, you know, it's true. Merry Christmas, Jugs. I mean,. Actually, I'm kind of impressed that that Aussie was sober enough to actually call. <laughs> he put down. He put down the uh, the, Foster's the Foster's oil can to call. I'm jugs. Good for you, man. <laughs> hey, you, a meat pie is on us tonight. <laughs> what? You know the little meat pies? No. Oh yeah, because you don't eat. Uh, because your little. Uh, they have carbs in them, don't <laughs> yeah, they? they? <laughs> All right. Well, Jugs. Hey, Merry I'm, Christmas, Jugs. Or uh, I don't or, think they. I don't even think they have Christmas. Ha- on there. Happy Unboxing Day, or whatever the <laughs> fuck it's called. <laughs> uh, I'll be waiting for you, Jugs. Hey, yeah, we're right here. Yeah, we're right here. We're right here. And when you come out here, I'm gonna be in Utah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna say my mom said no. <laughs> I can't roll with you. Did you not learn last time? <laughs> All right, well, let's get this uh, episode started. Start the party. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game, both Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men, Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies. We salute you. On this day, you savages. Ha! What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for Best Frenemies Top 5 List. All right. Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. All right. We got Top 5 Worst Christmas Gifts. Johnny... You start. I'll go. Okay. Coming in hot. And number five 
is uh, <laughs> I wrote, a pellet gun that was immediately taken away from me when I got it. Because you'll shoot your eye out? Well, no, because I... I <laughs> well, first of all, I'm pissed because it got taken away from me and there was no greater or equal value to that present. I just lost a gift that year. Who took it away from you, Mom? My, my mom and dad when it, the fucking co-parented that one. And then my brother, I told my brother, I read the list to my brother today. Well, but who gave you the gift? Uh, my dad. He did. And it wasn't like a Red Rider BB gun where you pump it up and it's like, <laughs> this was the fucking break the stock one. Where oh, you, dude. No, I was going to ask. Those are like it was, essentially like the AR-15 it's a little of bit fucking BB it's, guns. It's a little bit under a, a 22. Like, it was fucking gnarly. Dude, we pumped... So, I didn't have one of those. I just... Actually, that is the one I got that's up on... Okay, yeah. That's just the Red Rider. Just the Red Rider. Lame, like... Pump it up a bunch yeah. of times. Well, no. You can just pump it up once. Yeah. It's not like the air-powered one or or like... But the ones you're talking about, a friend of mine had one, and we pumped it like fucking 30 times or something. And shot, you know, the old school trash cans? Yeah. Shot through yep. one side of it and dented the other. And it was like, oh shit, you could kill someone with that. So I'm still mad that my parents did not replace that gift. But my brother wanted me to, to acknowledge that I threatened to shoot him with it when we were in a fight. <laughs> anyway. And he ratted. So I'm going to remind everyone that Billy, you ratted me out like a little bitch. Oh, so he's the reason you had the gun taken, taken away. away. Just because I threatened to shoot him. <laughs> Fucking pussy, dude. All right. Uh, hey. Uh, okay, let's get back on subject, Chris. <laughs> What's your number five? Hold on a second. <laughs> I would have taken that fucking gun away from you, too, dude. I would have, too. <laughs> you know what? They were right to take it but, away because I would have shot you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? This was last year. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, I was like 13. It was like the perfect little shit age. Like, why would you give me that? Why? And just to take it away? Yeah, and my friends had them too. And I remember one of my friends shot like, dude, shot like a pigeon on a wire, and the fucking pigeon died. And I felt so bad for that pigeon. Like, um, then I was kind of glad. I'm like, you know, maybe these things aren't meant for us there was like the time when my brother we got ninja stars and he got carried away and threw one at me and stuck in me those ninja stars were promptly taken away yeah yeah dude. Uh, anyway okay so my number five <clears throat> stretch armstrong which on the surface should be pretty cool but apparently there was a limit to how far you could stretch it mm -hmm. so I mean, it wasn't on the instructions that I would grab one side and my brother would grab the other and we fucking try to pull it as far apart from the room, you know? Well, that's what they did in the commercial. Yeah. Well, apparently we found the threshold for how far it could be stretched and it popped and got goo all over me. Well, funny you should mention that because Stretch is back in town and he wants your number. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what? You've been fucking working that joke for a while. <laughs> Dude, it's Since I sent you the list, you've been like, oh, I'm going to file that away. It's like anytime, anytime someone's chewing gum and they blow bubbles, you're like, hey, do you like to blow bubbles? And they're like, you're like, yeah. Oh, well, he's back in town and he wants your number. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your number four, asshole? <laughs> number four. Dude, dress shirts and anything else 
Oh God, clothing that, that my parents were adulting <clears throat> with and like p- passing it off as a present. Like I need cotillion clothes as a grif- Christmas gift. There was a um, when I was in, I think it was in college, and we were reading about like slavery, and slaves said that like, yeah, Christmas, our master would buy his clothes. But it was like they had to <laughs> like buy serving him. clothes and stuff. And it was like they had to buy us that crap anyway. Yeah. So it was like, hey, great, thanks. You know. So no, that's how I felt. And when I was making this list, there's a slew, fucking sweaters, slacks, dress shoes were just like, really. Yeah, like underwear and socks for like a kid under eighteen is like, what the fuck? Well, actually. You know, socks are cool now. Like there wasn't stand socks. Like dude, this was like Kmart. Oh, three pack of thermal underwear. You no, I agree. Spoil me. I agree. <laughs> but my son, fucking, I'm not kidding. Just asked for socks for Christmas. Yeah, but he's asking for like stands. Well, socks. cool socks. Yeah, that that's different. I mean, because your son has mad steez and he has to show off the fucking. Dude, gotta light up them shoes, dude. All he asked for are fucking shoes, man. Yeah, that can get expensive quick, dude. Oh, you want to hear this little ass? So I'm digressing for a second. So my parents were in town. They just left. My son has been campaigning for this like North Face fleece zip up like jacket. That's like 200 bucks. And it's like, dude, first of all, you never fucking wear a coat. Or if you do, you leave it at your friend's house or at yes. school. Yes. And I'm like, I'll buy you a $40 coat. Yeah. You're not when you can show me a responsible keep a coat for a year. Jackson knows how to work his grandmother. It's like, yeah, you know, I was super cold today. What? <laughs> you're going to need to wear a coat. Oh, yeah, they don't fit. None of them. Well, we should go get you one. Do you? And he's what like, you, oh, I know get? exactly where to go. This place is super cool. <laughs> Fucking totally finagle this $200 jacket out of my mom. What a little shit, dude. I know, what an asshole. Well, you can tell your mom I wouldn't do that to her. Yeah, you would just shoot her with a pellet gun. No way, dude. I'm the son she <laughs> give, always wanted, Chris. <laughs> give me give me $200. I'm going to shoot you with my confiscated pellet gun. I wouldn't do that because your mother is a saint. Yeah, she is a saint. All right. So I'm going to do my number two. Wait, wasn't that? Well, no, no, no. I'm going to put it as my four. I'm, sw- I'm, I'm flipping it on the fly. What? Because it goes along with yours. But okay. underwear. <laughs> okay. When I fucking get... I got underwear as a kid. And, yeah. And if it's not under ruse, it's a lame gift. I just got like whitey tighties. <laughs> under ruse are pretty dope, dude. No, fuck. <laughs> I would rock those now, dude. Under ruse are rad. <laughs> Freaking whitey tighties, not so rad. Yeah. So that was my number four. All yeah. Right. I, well, dude, I, there was years that I didn't wear tighty whities. Then I turned 40 and my balls started to drop. I'm like, oh, it's time to put <laughs> tight underwear back on. Oh, yeah. You got to keep that shit. Yeah. You don't want those freaking... You don't be playing basketball, have you? <laughs> Sir, your ball sack is by your knee right now. All right, so let's go to number... Your number we, three. Number three. <laughs> Money. What? And, I, and I know what you're thinking. What? Money's cool until... Uh, money that my dad let me... Pay money I got for Christmas that my dad let me use to buy him and I tickets to the movies. Oh, so he gave you twenty bucks and then hey, then, let's go to a movie. You pay. I, then, I know you got twenty have, bucks. Yeah, and then uh, I think that was the first time I saw my mom 
like they were already divorced. I saw her talk back to him like, you fucking had him spend his Christmas money, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Again, again, my brother raised me. so. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, I wasn't with you right when it came out of your mouth, but after you explained it, yeah, that's kind of like. <laughs> yeah. What's your number three? All right, my number three, uh, you know, and I regret this one. Because my reaction. So, <clears throat> it was the first Christmas that Jamie and I moved in together. She got me a bottle. Of wait, 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 wait. Are you going to call out one of the worst presents? One that came from your wife? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Well, she was my girlfriend then, so I can get away with it, right? Uh, I don't. Oh, no, it gets worse. Go ahead. So, Go she ahead. gave me a bottle of the Calvin Klein Eternity for me. <laughs> and she had it engraved. Like, I love you. I didn't even pretend to like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> I mean, I think did, I said that verbatim. Did you flip your hair when you Yo, and I had hair back then too. I'm like, what the fuck is this? She's like, what? It's cologne. I'm like, have you ever seen me wear cologne? Like, I was a total asshole. <laughs> and I think I still have the bottle because I felt so goddamn guilty of being such a dick. Like, what an asshole. But it did was. You, did you ever? Did was, you ever think she wanted to like spice up your smelly ass that like was lying on top of her? <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe she was tired of me smelling like fucking beer and pizza and, and clove cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could have handled that uh, better, but what are you gonna do? All right, what's your number two? Number two, I never understood this one, dude. Uh, they used to buy us. And granted, I'm born and raised down here. So this is like, so I don't understand. They used to buy us those long night shirts, like the Ebenezer Scrooge wore. Who, who did? My parents. How old were you? Dude, this was, I, I, specific, I remember in fifth grade having like the long. Who fucking wears those? Like the LLB night shirt. And the, the fucking funniest thing is Billy and I, my brother and I would both get these long night shirts. And, uh. And like we go watch TV, but we would sit in like we wouldn't pull it up, you know, when you sit down in the chair. So it would be like it'd get caught and like rip, and then it'd just be like ass cheek hanging out of this long shirt. Dude. Like oh, I ripped another long night shirt. <laughs> yeah, I. That's kind of a weird gift. For Orange County kid, you think? I mean, dude, that's just kind of a weird gift. I don't know. Yeah. Anytime after like 1913. That's why it's on the list, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. My number. This, well, hold on, this is two, right? Yeah. Um, so while I was in rehab, the first Christmas I ever spent by myself was when I was in rehab. My parents were in Spain, so I wasn't around them. Wait, what day did you get sober? Uh, November 22nd. Is that so I was sober for about a month. Wait, did you spend your favorite holiday in? Um, oh, dude, I was like two days you sober. Spent, you spent Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Chris's favorite holiday. Of you the know year. where I was? I had turkey dinner at Charlie Street. Uh, you know what? We drop off cookies there every year. We so, dude, yeah. So Thanksgiving. So I had been sober for about a month, and in an addict's mind, like a month. I mean, dude, dude, that's a lifetime, dude. Dude, a fucking lifetime. That's one third of a summer. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, 
I mean, I hadn't been sober that long since before, like, I started drinking. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, dude, I'm doing good. You're, I'm you're, killing it. You're a pillar of the community. Dude. My wife was in Utah. I don't know. I assume I called her. <laughs> to wish her a Merry Christmas? Yeah, I was just like, hey, baby. I love you. You know, Merry Christmas. She was like, you sound like you're high. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. But, the, I mean, what do you say, the, dude? The words, you're accusing me of being high while I'm trying to better myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I know where you're coming from, but it still hurts because I'm truly not high. <laughs> but... And the conversation ended with like, well, this is the worst Christmas ever. And of course, people are like, well, just imagine how good it's going to be next year. I'm like, dude, I can't think that far ahead. I'm just worried about today. (laughs) I'm just taking it one day at a time over here. So I'm chalking that up to a gift, a gift from my wife. You sound like you're high. You do realize that two of your five (laughs) worst presents are from my wife. Yeah, you're not getting laid this uh trip in utah hey don't worry about it dude. she doesn't listen she doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> really hope she doesn't hear this this vacation uh, don't play it on the drive out there i love you baby <laughs> yeah, there you go you've you've there. ruined me for all other women but she picked all five presents from her on the best one last year right chris no that's just a blatant lie dude no <laughs> i was gonna take i was gonna pull it down from itunes <laughs> there'd be no proof all right what's your number one my number one is the torture device known as the water pick. Dude, water picks were big in like the 80s. Fuck, man. Do, are they any better now? Because all I remember is the water would come out like a fucking machine gun <laughs> and my fucking gums looked like a shootout at the OK Corral, dude. Dude, I remember my parents had one and it was the it, dumbest. And it, and it would do the... Yeah, it was like a sprinkler. And it would be it like... hard. Oh, is it getting anything out? I don't think it got anything out. It just hurt. It was stupid. And that was a gift. Like, do they even make those anymore? I don't, I don't know. I don't think they do. I f- that's why I flinch even when they just do the little squirt of water in your mouth at the dentist. I'm like, hey, hey. Dude, water picks are ridiculous. Yeah. That brought back tons of memories, Johnny. Ruined. <laughs> this whole episode is ruined. <laughs> What's your number one? Number one. Um, so I was living at home, which I, you know... I was living at home until I was 22 and I moved out here. That's just called a millennial nowadays, but go on. Yeah. I mean, why the fuck, dude? I drank downstairs, you know, freaking my girlfriend came over. We had sex. Rent free. Got a little money in my pocket. Oh, food. <laughs> I have to pay for food. Like, man, it was the best. I would do it right now. Uh, so the Christmas, um, I was opening these gifts and I realized that they were all like appliances and like pans and pots and i'm like they're like this is for your new apartment <laughs> yes and i was like mom and dad wasn't planning on moving out hint taken <laughs> uh, oh it's like yeah you could put that in your new apartment what new apartment the one you're gonna go get we did first and last next <laughs> now christopher and i'm like the rest is up to you christopher oh god yeah wow fuck them i moved to california and i never came back Except that one time when I was trying to detox <laughs> and I stole all my dad's scotch. And I was all shaky on the couch. <laughs> oh, dude, it was bad. Yeah. Oh, God. I'll have to tell you that story one time. <laughs> I called in my brother's prescription <laughs> for fucking Demerol and they fucking filled it, dude. And I went down and got it. Like, 
You just called him up? <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, I need to refill this prescription. And uh, blah, 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 and they fucking filled it. Yeah, well, back then they're like, well, the doctor didn't check the box for refills, but if you're calling, I, I guess we'll take your word for it. Dude. Ridiculous. Different I times. So, I was so fucked up. And then I went to a jazz game with my mom <laughs> on blow, Demerol, and beer. Shut the fuck up. And I was supposed to be... I was supposed to be uh, detoxing, and, dude, this is hilarious. There was a row of kids, five of them, they were playing the fucking Lakers, <laughs> and all the kids except one, all of them were wearing Lakers gear, and one kid had a jazz gear, and I turned around and gave him 20 bucks, and I was like, <laughs> that's for wearing the proper gear. <laughs> and the kids are like, what? <laughs> and this and kid is probably like, dude, why is that guy sweating? And like... <laughs> Why does he have his shirt off right now? Oh, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So that's top five best Christmas gifts. Worst Christmas gifts. Or worst. <laughs> okay. I'm so riled up from that, <laughs> ja- that Jazz Lakers story. I don't still know what on, we're doing. Still all jazzed out. Chris, put your shirt back on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. guys we're here to talk about the watchman all right with my angry wife jamie reese <laughs> who's been yelling at me and trying to like rat me out to my bro that's your own fault because your wife listened to a couple podcast episodes found out about your mary jane mary joe mary joe yeah she just came up to me hey i hope you enjoyed your mary joe i found the <laughs> bottle I'm like is infused my- with mary jane <laughs> what this is CBD. Oh, and caffeine. Hey, put your. I, I know you don't like putting your mouth next to a big knob. <laughs> <laughs> put, no, this is cool. This is much bigger. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a lovely segment. I'm just so glad my wife's not here. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, so, so Chris. Yes. I, I, I told you earlier that, that this is a show that was once a comic book. But now it's a TV show, so now it's in Johnny's spectrum. Yeah, that's true. So I was curious to hear from my wife. She's never read the comic book. She, you never watched the movie, right? No. So she was going into the Watchmen cold. And I don't even know. How did you start? So it was just, it came on. I started watching it. And did you see like the second episode? No, we watched the first episode together. I went away for the weekend. You watched. Oh, that's right. I the did. Second and third episode without me. Yes. Well, actually, you told me you watched the second episode. So, but you're like, oh no, no, no big deal. I'll rewatch it with you. So you rewatched the second episode, and then when the second episode was over, you told me that you also watched the third episode. Well, in Chris's defense, like we watch so much nerd shit that like. How many times are we going to ask you guys to sit down and watch some nerd stuff with us where you're just like, 
I'm out after two minutes. Quite frankly, I did not think that you were really into it, but... Um, it ended, and I said, yeah, I really liked it, and I would like to watch more. And then Chris went back and watched them with you. But you know I only listen to about... Uh, I only register about one out of ten things you say. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, so... The Watchmen was really interesting to me because they completely, they had snippets from the comic book. You know, they had Dr. Manhattan in there vaguely, you know, in the first, like, part of the series. Um, and then they had the whole, like, cult of uh, uh, Rorschach. <clears throat> and they kind of introduced some things, but, I mean, they, they really, it wasn't like a sequel. No, it, and... Uh HBO actually has um, a podcast for for the show, which I will uh, let you guys know when you're when you're talking because uh, I can't find it right this second. But but they have the writer on. They have like an official podcast, and they said that like the comic book, the twelve issues, they refer to that as the Old Testament. That that's the the show. That's their Bible, and that's what they go to. Yeah. But they're trying to make it different too, you know what I mean? And like that, that a lot of the fun for the comic book readers was trying to figure out what character is coming up. And so with when Jamie the first episode after we watched we watched the first one that I kind of gave her the high level skinny on Watchmen and. <clears throat> It was kind of interesting because the whole... So, a difference between the comic book and the movie was in the comic book, at the end, so the big event to keep the world from having World War Three was a giant squid came and, like, into New York and, like, killed three million people and everyone Whoa. was, like, had a common enemy. Sorry, go Okay, ahead. well, no, I don't want to give away parts of the show. It was... Well, the squid was the problem, but that's not what killed everyone. What? The blast killed everyone. It wasn't the squid. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. Um, so in the... Co I'm just talking about the comic. Okay. Um, so in the movie, Zack Snyder veered away from that. He did not have the giant squid. Uh, but in the television series, it's pretty i mean they have at one point in the first episode they're driving along and the alarm goes off and these tiny squids Start fall raining. from the sky it's like yeah. raining baby squids so and i thought they were just <clears throat> you know giving a throwaway for like the comic book like hey you know because it was a big deal with fanboys like, like that they did not blink. they did not have the giant squid uh in the movie and so it was like okay guys we got we got here tiny squids yeah so we're gonna do tiny squids here's a little easter egg for the comic but head. i felt that that the series was they introduced like uh the character uh silk specter is now so the events of watchmen the comic book took place in 1985 so in the show that was still so we're like 30 years later the character Silk Spectre, the woman who played her, is now an FBI agent who's going out and like arresting vigilantes. And you brought up a good point. That first episode, 
the lube guy. (laughs) So she randomly saw this guy in a costume and she started chasing after him. And as he's running, (laughs) he's fuck. He pulls out a bottle and he's squirting himself on a holster. Yeah. And he's spraying crap. I thought he was going to light himself on fire. It was a holster of KY jelly. (laughs) It was. It was Astroglide. He was lubing himself up and he freaking slid along the ground into like a storm drain yeah, you and it see was him, just like you and you're like what the fuck you see him running full speed and he slides like no no less than 10 feet on his back <laughs> and then goes right into a storm drain but the thing is six episodes later you mention him like yeah, what the fuck happened with Lou guy? I want to know what's going on with him. What's his backstory? <laughs> what a random thing to throw in there, but that was amazing. Uh, so, Jamie, not being a hashtag comic head. Uh, That's oh, so embarrassing to I know. say that. Freaking Jamie and Jackson were giving me shit for hashtag comic head. They just, yeah, they just don't understand. Stop. <laughs> no, we do. That's the problem. Uh, hey, Jamie. Don't be so hostile against me because I'm a brown belt, okay? <laughs> Quickly, how has your life changed that I'm a brown belt? Uh, it's kind of sucked. <laughs> Why? Because he doesn't take the trash out anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Just walks around like he has really big muscles and a that, big ego. He and... won't wash the dishes. He's like, I need to save these for spider guns. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, I literally woke up that morning, rolled over. I'm like half awake and he's standing at the edge of the bed. With his belt on. That's what we do. And I was like, yo, what up, bitch? And she's just kind of like, she's not quite awake yet. And she's just like, what? And then she goes down. Oh, you got a new belt. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He brings it up about mm, every two to three minutes. Hey, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a fucking I'm not saying it's not. It's a fucking big. Jamie just doesn't want me to be happy. (laughs) She doesn't want me to be happy. All right, anyway. So, all right, going back to Watchmen. So, not being a comic book connoisseur, aka hashtag comic head. Uh, so, what did you think? What did you think of the series? I really liked it. I, I mean, the first episode, I think, was just getting. I had a lot of questions. Super it confusing, right? Yeah, I mean, it was just. I didn't know anything any you know so all of a sudden you see the owl guy i mean everything's just super random like nothing really goes together so i had to tell her all right there's a night owl and he had that ship and and dude i'm gonna be honest when i when i bought the watchman the when i bought the watchman comic book it was tower records was still on newport boulevard it was a long time ago it was like 97 and i don't remember reading the book I remember reading the book, but I don't remember anything of it. And uh, so when I, I when I came in watching the the show, I half the reason why I tuned in to see it is I'm a huge Don Johnson fan, and that kind of goes out the door after the first episode. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I was all in for fucking Don Johnson. Actually, it was funny because it was a big deal when he signed up because I was paying attention in the trades and. You know, Watchmen, they, so they uh, list actors that are attached to it. Don Johnson. I'm like, dude, Don Johnson. Like, Yeah. yeah but it was, was kind of a big deal that he was signed up to do it. And he was on all the previews. And then it was like, I mean. I don't know. It's the first episode, so you can. 
Yeah, I mean, so at the end of the episode, he's hung. I mean, he's hanging. He's like lynched, hanging from a tree. And you're like, what the fuck? And I was like, dude, what? (laughs) Like, really fucking weird that... You go all in on Don Johnson and you kill him the first episode? <laughs> the fuck is going on? And I almost stopped watching it because I was so disappointed. Oh, I know. You were bummed when the next day, like, dude, Don Johnson died. <laughs> it was weird. Like, the first episode, I wasn't all in. I but was I, like. But as you as the show progresses and you go along and keep learning backstories, like, and that's, that's the thing is, this is all about the backstories and well, where they come from. Well, and it was interesting. So that first episode, when... The FBI agent's at home, and she gives a rat to the owl. Yeah. So you're like, oh, because she had a relationship with Night Owl. But then the guy, the senator that goes to her and says, hey, I want you to go out and investigate this. He made, you know, she, hey, if I'm elected president, I'll be able to pardon or get that owl out of the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, fuck, he's been locked up. But it was a throwaway, so people who read the comic book, they're putting it together, but they never go back and mention that again. Yeah. Really weird, but I mean, I kind of like that, so there's this whole underside of the story that you know's there, but I don't know. Anyway. I think it's a bigger deal, though, if you know that. Like, I didn't really think anything of it, and I kind of forgot about it because I don't know the backstory of that part. I mean, they're not, and I think that that is... They're making it, I felt they made it inclusive to people who aren't into the comic book, but then people who do like the comic book and know about it, they're like, oh, that's yeah. like, it's like watching an animated film and they're doing like dirty jokes for the parents to get. So you're kind of like, ha, 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 it's like an inside joke. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's going to take a different meaning for that, but I feel like the Star Wars films have been the same thing. Like I'm still entertained by them, even though I never understand what the hell's going on half the time because I don't. I don't know when they all play out and when they wedge in between stories, and but I'm still entertained by them, but I'm not going to look at them and critique them the same way that somebody that fully understands the whole world. I mean, I think Watchmen, the television series, I think it did a really good job, so someone like my wife can watch it and be entertained, but then it also gave enough to the people that are into the, the comic, comic book, book that it... it What's a great series for both those types of people? No, and it made it made me want to go back, and I was complaining that I couldn't find my comic book. And then you gave for my birthday. Yes. You gave me the uh, hard, hard, the hard copy. Yeah, hard copy. He didn't give me the hard, hard. hard. <laughs> hey, honey. Okay. Hey, you you won't understand the hashtag comic head no, nomenclature. Okay, so just don't judge me. Okay, uh, but real quick. The hanging, that was not the end of episode one. Yes, it was. Are you yeah. sure? Don, yeah. Don no, Johnson? it was done. It was, yeah, yeah, he was hanging. It was the first episode. That was like That's the last. And she oh, gets out of the car the and she sees the guy in, in the, the wheelchair. fucking wheelchair. And, and it was like there. into the episode. And it was like, dude, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, because like there's only like two minutes left and he gets the phone call. And he gets dressed and he leaves. And then like when she pulls up. But there was a lot of, so now that we're talking about it. <clears throat> I mean, I guess we won't really talk about like the last three episodes are off limits. I'm not even going to talk about them. But dude, they did not go back and explain a lot of stuff. So yeah, like so you had this whole organization that was essentially white nationalists. Yeah, and so John Don Johnson 
was fucking one of those yeah, guys. His wife was. So you at the end when this is all coming out, you're like, dude, fucking, how was he such good friends with the main character? There were some words in the last episode. What? About how he became like him befriending the family. The, um, I'm, I can't even think who said it. But I mean, there was there was kind of a sequence about, and I don't know if it was her, but they talked they talked about. I mean, I don't want to give it away, but I they mean, talked about him that being kind of a, a part of it, and, and maybe it was the senator. And there's, did, and, but what did he say? Because I'm totally, I didn't pick up on. I that. I mean, he said something like repeating the plan when he was without giving it away when he was like yeah his uh, and yeah, doing yeah. That, through that whole dialogue he brought up something and was like we got her to become f- friends with the family you know they became friends with the family huh then there's a lot of underlying tones on like racism oh and, for sure and you know it takes place in like what tulsa tulsa yeah yeah well no and that was and the beginning is about you know they went in so like the next did you guys see that they just found uh two graves in tulsa like this week i think no yeah well no i mean that was two mass graves that they didn't know about before well no and that really happened because i remember listening i mean there was a documentary on that whole town and that happening and you know all these people died what is it called like black wall street or something the the massacre yeah yeah there was two different names for it um i yeah i can't remember but there's a lot of but i mean so it was really the the episode was in or the series excuse me was very thought out it was very deliberate i thought they did a great job of weaving in all these um you know themes that ran throughout um I thought it was in probably some of the best television. Like I would like ep- after episode six, seven. Yeah, it ramps up after like the th- like once you're in the third episode, you get hooked, and then it just the, every episode's fucking amazing. Like six and seven. I mean, Jamie and I finished those episodes and we're like, dude, what the fuck? It's like, just good TV, dude. Incredible, and it was really. It, <clears throat> I mean, I liked that. They didn't release all like Netflix. They released them all at once because we would have kept watching it. Yeah. I do like when it, so you don't spoil it for other people and you kind of have to wait a week and let it sit and digest with it. I found the, the, the podcast I was talking about earlier mm. is it's by HBO and it's called, it's just called the official Watchmen podcast. Okay. And uh, what they do is if you guys would, what I recommend doing is watch they talk about the first three episodes and they tell you right away, like if you haven't seen episodes one through three, don't listen to this podcast. Watch. So they, they go in depth about it with the writer who was also a writer on lost. Yeah. Damn. He's showrunner. So Damon, uh, I'm going to screw up his last name. Blydefeld or something like that. I don't know. So he's on it and, and the, and the guy interviewing them and they go deep dives into episodes one through three. And then, and then the the next podcast episode is three through six, so it's it's so cool to watch the first three and then hear the backstories and this and that. And then they tell you that I guess HBO has a, a Watchmen website where you know the the assistant to the FBI agent, yeah, the young guy, yeah, he has like a little thing on it 
where he goes like really deep on the history of characters too that you could i guess it's like a huge wormhole you can just go down for hours it which is funny because that's kind of his character that's his character on the show yeah so like he's his character going deep because he's the historian you know when he like explains stuff and so I read an interview today with the showrunner, and so when we watched the episode last night, the last episode, <clears throat> and it said on the blurb, uh, season finale, or series finale, excuse me, and I was like, whoa, 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 what do you mean series finale? And they, he was like, we had no intention, like, this was like a one and done thing. We were going to do, like, no more Watchmen. But money talks. But, <laughs> well, now he's kind of backing away from it, and he's like, well... I need a little time to sit back and digest. And he's like, probably in February or March, we'll have conversations with HBO. He's like, I might not be involved with it. Maybe someone else should come in and tell a different story. But he even talked about if there is a season two. So the series ended with a big question. He's like, it wasn't a cliffhanger, but there is a question. And he's like, it might not be answered. You know, like... So it might just go off like, you know, American horror story where it's still in the universe, but it tells a completely different story. Well, this is coming too from the uh, same guy that he turned down the sh- doing the show three times. They asked him to, to do the Watchmen. Yeah. He turned it down twice. And on the third time he finally did it. And, uh, you know, he also said too, he, he tackled like in Lost, he's like, my father just passed away right when I was writing Lost. So I, if you look, if you go back and look at the Lost series, it's all my daddy issues and be getting right with my, you know my father passing. He's all, he's on this show ha, has a lot to do with like mothers, mother and daughter stuff, and like the writers in the room, like that was the voice that just kept coming up. You know, it's a kind of a roundtable of ideas being thrown around and and how they progressed with it. And he's all that we couldn't ignore, and so a lot of that is is ventured in. He he talked about when he hired writers for the writers' room. He's like, obviously, I had to like their samples, and they have a voice that resonated with me. But when I kind of talked about the vision for the series, anyone that came in said, "Man, I fucking love it. That's great." They didn't get the job. Anyone who came in and argued and yeah, or said, "Oh, that sucks," <laughs> they didn't get the job. But people came in and said, "Man, that's interesting. Fuck, I don't know." Like. That's going to be tough. Yeah. They got the job. And so he didn't want yes men. He didn't want, he wanted people that saw the challenge of doing this and, you know, brought their A game. But it, I mean, it was, and I've never felt this way about a, uh, a series. I feel like I need to go back and watch it. Yeah. Again. No. And that's what, cause I felt like I missed a lot. Well, even when you watched the episode two and three again with me. And you were like, oh, oh I'm really no. glad you, I watched those. Dude, I picked up more so shit. Much, dude. I, I picked up a lot of shit, you know, so I was kind of looking at different, and I was like, oh, dude, I didn't catch up this the first is, time. Yeah, this is not a show you can, like, have a magazine out and be doing something else while it's on, like other shows. Like, you have to pay attention. And It was they, an incredibly satisfying. Even, the, like, the only other show that I felt the ending was satisfying was Breaking Bad. Like I felt Breaking Bad ended. It was completely satisfying. I didn't feel like you were cheated or, you know, things were left out. And I didn't feel like it was so tied up so perfectly that I thought Watchmen ended perfectly. Well, it, I think every episode did that. Every episode I watched going, 
you know, halfway through it, you're like, okay, I can kind of see what's going on. And I'm starting to get a feel for it. And then it would end. And every episode I was like, what the fuck? And you yeah. just sit there for a minute after. You can't even. Dude. And some episodes it. are are single character episodes. Well, and some they would go down. Episodes are like yeah. collective. So you start like then, I don't know episode three. They went down like a fucking wormhole of an episode, and you're like, dude, what the f-? like? The dude. memory pills episode was yeah, like like that's like dude. If and that doesn't some, win. An, if that episode doesn't win an Emmy this year, I'm calling bullshit. That, that was, was amazing. That was one of the episode. It ended and. Jamie and I were like, fuck. Yeah, that is like gnarly. some of the best television I've ever seen. Just best jarring, entertainment. Jarring moments. Can we, that, wait, can we just talk about what a fucking whack job uh, Jeremy Irons character is? No. <laughs> like, and so that was like, that was a character. I mean, with the exception of, um, you know, you saw Dr. Manhattan. Um he was like the one character. Well, actually third, sorry, Silk Spectre, but it was from the comic book and he was pretty much the same as he was in the comic book. Like a fucking genius, but a total whack dude. He's yeah. going to, he's going to win. He's going to win an Emmy. He's so good. He and there's so many weird parts like where he, where he's harvesting babies in the, in the lake. And then he puts it in this rad little like steampunk, like baby baker <laughs> and like it's like bing after a minute like they're fully grown the thing about the set the, design on his whole office was insane too dude it's awesome he yeah. the thing about that series that i like too and i make jokes that like people like my mom they want everything explained like she'll read something in mine and go well, what happened next i'm like it doesn't fucking matter like <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens next I thought the Watchmen did a really good job. They threw shit out there, and you were like, "Dude, what the fuck? Like, where the hell did that come from?" And but they didn't, they didn't really explain it. It's just like part of the world, and you buy it. They did such a good job setting it up that you were like, "Yeah, he's harvesting fucking babies from a lake." Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, all right. And he gets them, and he like some of them he throws back like fish, like a fish is too small, <laughs> or like he's picking out fruit. He's they're like these full-grown baby fetuses that he's pulling out of the water and tossing some back in. And you're like, what the fuck is going on right now? Yeah, it was fucking weird. And the score is killer, too. Uh, yes. Trent, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Who they had they, some really good music choices, yeah. They did. Dude, they do a rad version of, uh, of uh, a Bowie song, the Mars song, yeah. uh, on one episode. So Life, Life on Mars. So that series made me... I haven't, I, I don't know. I haven't read Watchmen in probably 15, 10 years. I don't know. It's going to make a lot of people go read that comic. But it made me, well, it made me want to pull it out and read the comic again. Do you have any desire? Did it make you say, hey, maybe I should read the comic? Um. Keep in mind, Time Magazine gave that, that's in the top 100 of Time Magazine's uh, greatest novels. And it's not, it's not under comic book. It's under novel. Yeah, I mean, I would maybe read it. It's not gonna. I just, I loved the series so much. I don't want to ruin that either. And I don't know. Will it make me ask more questions? And I don't know if it. Shit, I don't know if it would. I, you know, the one thing that was weird to me the was the comics kind of trippy too, though. You no, know what it I mean? is. I mean, if, it, if it's that same world and well, it's that same, the, then yes. The thing, but, like, it's got like the 
It's got the main comic, and then at the end of every comic, it's got that like Rorschach journal. Yeah. So and that's like not really done in comic books, and that kind of like set the a new industry standard as far as comic books go. I mean, it was weird to me because Rorschach, like, I mean, you see this now where it's weird. Like these fringe groups will take something and like make it their own, and so in the Watchmen, these white nationalists. Essentially, we're wearing Rorschach masks. Which are essentially KKK. Yeah, I mean, they're just freaking KKK. Um, but, I mean, he wasn't like that in the comic. He wasn't like, I hate blacks. So, you know, I, they kept the Rorschach element alive. And I think it's such a good visual, but it was kind of a weird choice to me that... I don't so the whole white supremacist thing has nothing to do with that base of that character? No. Or- I mean, no. I guess it's multiplied. No, it didn't. Not in the, no. He was just, he was a detective in the comic. He was, um, I mean, like an unstable freaking Batman, you know, in the comic who was based on, which I didn't know that until Professor Jeff told us that uh, Rorschach was based on uh, the question. Right. Um, when if you see the question you're like oh yeah i see the similarities like mask and yeah. the hat and the trench coat but yeah he was just an unstable detective like batman so there wasn't any sort of like you know white nationalism or kkk or anything so it well, it's pretty crazy how relevant it is to modern times now too oh and, i mean there are a lot of that's what makes it so cool they 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 give all the nods to the original material but they make it their own too. So it's like, I thought it was perfectly done. It was fantastic. So I was super interested, you know, anytime I can get my wife (laughs) to watch some nerd shit, (laughs) to watch some nerd shit. And she really liked it. It's nerd shit in disguise is what it is. It kind of was. And it kind of, but it's it's gratifying too. When you watch something like that and And everyone, both Jamie and I were like, Holy fuck. Fuck. Like, this is amazing. This is great television. And I'm going to take it back. It's not nerd shit. It's great television. It was great television. Some of the best television I've watched. And the thing is, Tooth, who likes Watchmen, watched the first episode and was like, Bleh. And I understand. No, I, understand. I, I got it. Because like, I was almost out. Yeah, the first episode. And I. First kept, episode super confusing. And I kept telling It oh, was you, still entertaining, though. It is no, entertaining. It, Chris is always. He's, he's always a first episode the pilot episode He's nine not, times yeah. out of ten i'm just like eh. it's make it's a break it's usually me that's making him watch more yeah. go to watch another one. i've done that with so many series and it would kind of felt that way with Watchmen, but it was like i don't know i watched it with jamie she liked it and it was like I don't know, okay we'll keep it. going and well, then i mean she left town that's on her and so i watched the next two by the end but, of the second episode like all of a sudden you're just like i'm in yeah, I'm I totally like, in. The, the, I think, the third episode, I'm completely in. Third episode, it was like, oh shit, this is really good. Like in telling Tooth, I've been telling like, dude, Give you will three. love this epi- you know, this yeah. series. You got to stick with it, and it's better. Than, I mean, Tooth and I love Legion, who was another comic book mm-hmm. property. This is way better than Legion. Like yeah. I'm like, he's like, what, really? I'm like. It's fantastic. Some of the best television. Super trippy. Super cool. The way it's shot's cool. Like I said, the score's cool. I think you guys would enjoy that podcast, too, because I, I listened to it today. I listened to the to all three episodes just because I knew I was, we were going to talk about it today. So. Well, and you're also kind of a nerd. 
Yeah. And you're mm-hmm. hashtag, your hashtag, hashtag comic head. Yeah, <laughs> I will say that I think the, the only thing that stands out as being kind of typical nerd or comic or whatever is just the blue man. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, that's the only thing that would, that, I mean, and it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't nerdy, but that's the only thing to me being like a non. Yeah. No, I mean, nerd. that's, I that's, mean, that's the only thing that gives a really a hint to it. I wouldn't. I mean, quite frankly, he was the only thing. The character development he, is what I love about the show. Like, you, you, you care about these characters once you see their backstory. You're like, that's why they're acting like this. Well, and the thing, even in the comic, Dr. Manhattan is the only one who has quote-unquote powers. Everyone else is a vigilante. Like, they're just costume vigilantes. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan's the one guy with the godlike power. So, I mean, and I understand it. But even in the comic, Dr. Manhattan, I mean, he's freaking, it's like Superman. Like, there's nothing there. There's no personality. It's just like, this is, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's why he went to Mars. He didn't want to deal with humanity. We thought that everyone was fucked up. Yeah, they're just, they're they're like. uh, They're just a waste of time. Yeah. And they're not worth saving. But then in the series. You're like, dude, he actually, Dr. Manhattan had like a personality. Like, well, the introduction of his character at the bar. Yeah, that was. I mean, the, that, the, the title of that one's cool too. God, God walks into God a bar. Into God a walks bar. into a bar. But just the way that that whole scene unfolded and, and not showing his face and the, the dialogue throughout that was so amazing. That was, so there were nine, nine episodes. That's episode eight, I think. So the ending of eight. I'm not going to say what it was. That to me was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. When she runs home and did not see that coming and was like, what is going on with this show? Yeah. It was, that was a really good. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Well, there's a lot of that. Yeah. On this. All right. Well, um, Jamie, I'm glad you're a hashtag comic head. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I good pre- job, nerd. I, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you coming, taking time out of your busy schedule, drinking wine to come. Uh, that, that, hey, we call that mom juice in our house. <laughs> <laughs> she can drink all the the mom juice she wants they, just to get her mind right for me to come at her. Yeah. With my brown belt. Hey, she's not going to see it coming because uh, you're a brown belt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a fucking ninja. All right. Well, thanks. And uh, thanks for being so supportive, Jamie. Okay, and we are back with Comics Corner. I'm campaigning right now that we're going to call it... Comic uh, Heads. Yeah, hashtag, hashtag. Comic Heads. Can't forget the hashtag, but whatever. We'll go with Comic Corner. And, and I think, yeah. He's not even a special guest anymore, but we have Coach Coach Jeff. Coach Jeff. and Happy uh, to be here. Uh, three, he, just three 
Just three brown belts talking about comics. Oh. You know what? I wasn't going to go there right now, but um, I don't like being the same belt as I, you. Chris I, got his brown belt. We're so proud of him. We're happy for him. We love him. I, I was, but he's still a dick. Yep. I was <laughs> I was telling... Uh, I'm a black belt and being a dick. Early on the show, I was talking about how Chris posted and thanked all of his professors, but... But he didn't thank his training partner. Oh no, he he seriously, he was like, You you thank Danny no. and Ian you, and Alexis and Coach Jeff Chris, and he gave a shout out to Dr. You, Mike you, and he gave a shout out to you, Kingsley you know, and your wife. Do you know who I felt like? My wife. I felt <laughs> like I felt like when Hillary Swank was up there accepting the Academy Award and she didn't thank Chad Lowe as he was he, clapping and crying. Chris, I and thought crying you were gonna say I was thinking of Hillary Swank when she <laughs> fell and broke her neck in uh, <laughs> oh, oh, million, million dollar baby. Million dollar baby. <laughs> You know what, Chris? They got a divorce after that. I just want to let you know that. So M- I was Makushla, Makushla. <laughs> so I thought we kind of like hashed it out. We did. No, I mean, <laughs> it's just funny that. <laughs> Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, also, Chris started just sending death threats, and by death threats, he ma- he said, "I'm ma- maiming everyone's legs from here on out." <laughs> you know what? Actually, the thing is with that. Total disclosure. I didn't realize you were on that text, or I wouldn't have done that. And when you replied, I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> No, not you, Coach Dev. Just I everyone mean, else. But here's the thing, dude, is that honestly, and this is the truth, is that once you are like, because basically you've been anointed with the go-ahead to attack people's legs. Yeah. Yes. And so yes. even though you're a purple belt and you were happy to holding people, like being a brown belt and knee barring and toe holding people, it's like you can feel Darth Vader saying like, oh, dude, uh. come to the dark side. One of my first ones that I got, you actually coached me in, and you're like, go belly down, Johnny. And when, I, when he tapped, you're all, and welcome to the dark side. <laughs> and the best part, it was against a blue belt that he coached. It was, it was Zach. He's all, he's all, go belly down. Welcome to the dark side. When he t- <laughs> uh, no, it, actually, that was the one thing Like, I didn't want. I mean, I wasn't thinking about getting my brown belt, but it'd be nice that my go-to move is now legal. <laughs> yeah, Johnny, well, now, now you can really start like game building, right? Because before you were using those techniques, but it's like, I don't know if I should really like focus on this all the way because I'm not really allowed to do it yet. Well, but it's was, like now you can completely embrace like building a game around attacking the footlock, attacking the, the knee bar, attacking okay. the toe hold. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can develop like your passing game to help you get there, your bottom game to help you get there, all that stuff. Johnny, you're fucked. Dude, you know what's funny, Chris, is I, too, uh, attacked the the toes and the ankles on uh, lower belts. And uh, <laughs> and when they say, that's illegal, because they hear me say that to you, I go, what are you going to do, call IBJJF, dude? Johnny, <laughs> said, uh, Johnny said, I have partaken of the <laughs> forbidden fruit. I, too, like the devil's lettuce. <laughs> so... Uh, Actually, the one time Johnny went for it, we were sparring, and he started going for a toehold on me. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? That's my move. <laughs> Dick. Uh, hey, actually, real quick, before we get into the comics. Let's go. Uh, hey, so what's the rule? So now it's legal for me, but can I only do it against like brown belts? Is it only legal against brown belts, or is it like I'm like release the Kraken? You could like, so if you're going to roll with like a purple... Just go, hey, it's cool if you want to attack knee bars and toe holds. <laughs> like, let them know. Like, this is what's up. Yeah. And, and then see, like, you could go, hey, do you want to do knee bars and toe holds? And if they're like, nah, then you go, okay, no. Then don't do it. <laughs> you don't do it, but I'm going to. I, yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm, like, in the over-under pass, and I have to, like, 
okay, what belt is this person? Yeah. And then it's like brown, and I'm like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> then I just cross my leg and sprawl into the dog bar. Oh, dude, I you've like, done that shit to me. Oh, Fucking bull. I didn't even know what happened. I was like, what just happened? We had a Professor Lexus was showing that. Yeah. No, I asked him about that we the other day. Figure four, and yeah, then yeah. you go down. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Love it, That dude. was a good one. It's nasty, because if they defend, if they turn their knee, you just pass. And actually, he was... He was teaching us passing, but I was like, hey, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, leave Show it to us. One. Show me the coach, Jeff. We raise our hand and like, um, we want to learn something that has nothing to do with what you <laughs> show in the class. <laughs> we pulled the tooth. Anyway, all right. Hey, okay, I'm going to let you. We got our comic to recommend. Uh, coach Jeff, you can go first. All right. Okay. Here's what I'm going to recommend. And I hadn't even known about this book, but again, I was at Comics TNT. This is our uh, sponsor of the show, Comics TNT. They're not really our sponsor, but We've we loved. essentially sponsor them <laughs> because we spent all our money there. Um, I'm going to recommend The Vision, The Complete Collection. Okay, It was written by Tom King. Okay, The artists are Gabriel Hernandez-Walta and Michael Walsh. Uh, colors were done by Jordi Belair, et cetera, et cetera. So... This story is incredible. It's an Eisner Award winner. And basically, the way I would explain the story is it's about Vision trying to live like a domestic life and have a family. And so, like, he creates a wife. He has a daughter and a son. And then they're trying to, like, live as regular people, essentially, or figure out what that means to live as, like, human beings. So they have all these really, like, they have conversations about grammar. You watch the kids try to go to high school. All this stuff has to happen. But it's what's fascinating is that they're machines, right? But they're encountering all of these human issues. And like through watching these like basically like pseudo people dealing with these questions and issues like bullying and all this other stuff, it's like really, really human. And it's also incredibly sad. And it's like really dark, but it's really, really good. So I bought that first trade. I have not read it yet. And you just made me want to. Sounds cool. Yeah. You made me want to read it. So I need to go dig that out. That's on my to read pile, but it's been there for about a year. So I'll read you guys the back if, you, if you'd like. Yeah, go for it. So just here's some reviews like uh, Vulture says Marvel's most highly esteemed comic in years. Uh, Taneshi Coates says the vision is the best comic going right now. Uh, Brad Meltzer fully realized and beautifully ominous. Um, New York times said a comic book masterpiece. I I cannot recommend this book highly enough. Um, It says he was created to kill the Avengers, but he turned against his father. He found a home amongst the earth's mightiest heroes and love in the arms of the Scarlet witch, but it didn't end well. Now the vision just wants an ordinary life with a wife and two children a home in the suburbs, perhaps even a dog. So he built them, but it won't end any better. Everything is nice and normal until the deaths begin. So. Well, I got that. Yeah. I'm going to read it. Well, I'm going to uh, lower the bar now. <laughs> All right, Johnny, what do you have? <laughs> you know, Booger Picker episode know, one. It's, it's along those lines. I got a Christmas one for you guys. This is a, a one-shot comic. <laughs> There's no need for a second episode of this one. Uh, it's called Chainsaw Reindeer. And it's uh, basically, it, it takes place at the North Pole. And, you know, 
you know the story of Santa Claus where he's an alcoholic and he beats and rapes the reindeer? Well, that's what's going on in this one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of the reindeers has had enough, right? So he gets a shotgun. <laughs> he gets a shotgun. And uh, he starts, he kills everyone in the North Pole and then he takes the killing spree to Paris. Dude, are you kidding right now? I'm not fucking kidding you, dude. Go. And then, then he gets to Canada and he sees, he sees a, a lumberjack and that's where he gets the chainsaw and he realizes that the chainsaw is his tool of destruction and he just keeps on killing through throughout uh various countries <laughs> you know what? i'm flipping through this and the art's really good the art's fucking dope super bloody <laughs> uh, oh there's one panel of him chainsawing a pregnant woman's belly i i like them dark dude shit dude you know what you would like you would like uh shaolin cowboy shaolin cowboy you should look that up okay yeah. you would like shaolin cowboy Pass that over to Coach. Yeah, I don't think he wants to look at it. He's a serious comic book. He's a serious comic book connoisseur. All right, so I'm going to go. My recommendation. I, hey, I got mine at Comics TNT, too. Great. Yeah. Uh, seriously. Now, now, hold on. Did 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 you find this yourself? Or I did, did they go? It. Did they go, hey, Johnny, we fabbed just the book oh, for you? This is my trick now. Uh, if you go on uh, Comics TNT's uh, Facebook page, I know they do it on Instagram, but they do the whole video yeah. every Tuesday, Tuesday night because comic books are released on Wednesday. I know that because I'm a comic head. And, uh, and, and they, he goes through, he'll go through the wall of everything that's coming out tomorrow. So he'll, he'll, and he'll, he'll show you all the stuff and then he'll show some toys. And, and then I'm like, I already know what I'm going to get when I go in there. The toys? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Don't judge me, a, Chris. A collector never stops collecting, Chris. All right, so my comic is Torso by Brian Michael Bendis, my favorite oh. comic book writer. He actually did the art <laughs> in this. He did the art. Uh, Wait, so the writer did the art? Yes. He started out as an artist, and actually when he me. got a call from uh, Joe Casada, who was the editor-in-chief of Marvel at the time, to give him his first gig at uh uh marvel brian was like oh, oh cool cool what do you want me to draw he's like no draw your art sucks i want you to write it <laughs> uh so torso is a book that deals with it's based on a true story so elliot ness whose claim to fame was uh bringing down al capone for tax evasion so he was a hero at the Treasury Department. Um, he was brought to his next gig after Al Capone got shipped off. He was brought into Cleveland to essentially track down this serial killer. And so the book deals with the story behind that and the fallout from it. And it was a gruesome period in Cleveland's history. Um, but they, the ending... After all their research um, into the book, they feel that this was the most likely scenario, but the identity of the killer has never been revealed. But uh, they they took some liberties. So uh, it's like historical fiction? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... I mean, obviously, it's fictionalized, but... Hold <laughs> <laughs> oh, but wasn't Chainsaw Reindeer historical fiction? Obviously. Shit. Obviously. Uh but it's a fantastic read, and I like his art is serviceable. I mean, I think Brian is actually a good artist, but he's an amazing writer. So 
I highly recommend Torso by Brian Michael Bendis. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's just fucking shut this down for this uh, podcast. All right. All right. Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight tonight with. All right, this is uh, recommendations, and I got a doozy, and I'm really surprised that <clears throat> I'm bringing this up, and Johnny has not. Cause... Is it The Mandalorian? <laughs> no. Okay. O'Sheen's going to want to talk to you later. Dr. Dream, suck it, dude. That is, that is a good show. Go on, Chris. No, it's fucking horrible. You guys are really mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, John? You're the only one that we could be saying how we don't like a TV show, and you take it as a personal attack like i like i got money in the game i got some skin in the game dude dude i worked so many years to get that show made and you're just cutting it down i hand true baby yoda when i was in fishery <laughs> all right so there's a documentary i just randomly saw this my dad and son and i were just kind of flipping channels and i randomly saw this and i was like oh god we gotta watch that both of them were like no no and i didn't listen to him and i just kept like hit play and i think they liked it i mean my dad anyway it's on netflix documentary iron fist and kung fu kicks it's a documentary on the evolution of kung fu movies what i know i saw it and i was like oh dude johnny and professor jeff are gonna love this dude it's really good i'm putting in my iron fist and it is um so they go through Really, dude? That was my alarm set to move Bob. That's the name of our elf on the shelf. Part of the Christmas episode. Go on. Dude, this is the second time that fucking alarm's gone off. I th- It went off the last time. That was my son's diabetes. No, it was not. You said it was the elf on the shelf alarm. Last time? That doesn't even make sense. The elf doesn't come out till December, Chris. Yeah, and we fucking recorded in December, asshole. You want to tell us about your documentary? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they go, uh, the Hong Kong movies, um, they go through the evolution and introducing. So they went to like the whole paradigm switch of like when Bruce Lee came on the scene and he came over. He had like, he missed out. David Carradine got the lead for Kung right. Fu and he moved back to Hong Kong and he started making, uh, Hong Kong Kung Fu movies, and it went to that they realized, oh, what we really need to do is like have stars. Like, we're going to sell these movies based on the stars. And Bruce Lee, really being that, he's a Kung Fu master, and, uh, and I mean, he was charismatic. Everyone loved he him. Had, he had and celebrity clients. Well, and then he also changed, uh, how fights were choreographed in films like kung fu movie it was like all kind of robotic like and you have the sounds and it was just and bruce lee came along and was just super fucking fast and he just completely changed the fights and so it tracks the evolution of fighting in kung fu movies and it was 
really entertaining. They had clips of all these kind con- I mean, food movies are ridiculous. Like, I mean, you're laughing. I mean, my dad was laughing. Like, is that a for real movie? <laughs> yeah, uh, but I highly recommend it. It's really good. And it, it is, once again, let me get the name, Iron Fist and Kung Fu Kicks on Netflix. It's in my list now, Chris. I put it in while we were talking. You're going to love it. I can't wait. All right, what's your recommendation? Well, surprise, surprise, I have a Netflix uh, TV show uh, done by the same people that did Toys That Made Us. They are taking on movies now, and it's movies that made us. There's only four movies that they do on the first season one, and the movies they chose to talk about were Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters, and Die Hard. Okay. I recommend... I've. Uh, I recommend watching Home Alone and Die Hard since they're both Christmas movies. And uh, insane. It, it's awesome. They interview cast and directors, just like Toys That Made Us. And uh, super fucking cool, dude. I, spoiler alert, I've never seen Dirty Dancing. Have you? <laughs> of course I have. Really? Nobody puts Baby in a Corner. I've never seen that movie. It's a good one, dude. It's got sways in it, dude. I just don't think I'm ever going to see that movie. It's like that, Dirty Dancing, and Super Troopers. <laughs> never going to see them, dude. Oh, you're going to see Super Troopers, dude. <laughs> you still have my DVD, by the way. I'm pretty sure I gave that back, dude. <laughs> pretty sure Possession's not in love. You know what? I mean, at this point, I don't know where it is, so I'm probably going to have to buy you <laughs> one. I don't know where that shit went, but, uh, but I would, Hey, the diehard dude, it's awesome. Did you know that like uh, there was a, that was actually a part two to a movie that, uh, they, they, they talk about, and this isn't giving anything away cause it's in the first couple minutes that Frank Sinatra did a movie and that was, that was part two. And like in his contract, if it, it was like the movie that it was a part two to, Frank was supposed to be offered the part, so they literally had to offer Frank Sinatra the role. Of Die Hard? Of Die Hard. John McClane? Yes. And Frank Sinatra's like, they, they had to go through the motions and offer to him, and then he turned it down, and then they went after a star. And, they, and you should see how many people. They offered oh, every, What was the movie that he did? It was, a, it was a, a, like a, a different. It was like a, another movie. But it was like part two, supposedly like to the to the book that the movie Frank Sinatra did. This was a part two. Hmm. And they, right. You got to watch the show. But like, I'll watch the show. And then they asked everyone in Hollywood, and everyone turned it down. And so they went to you know the <clears> moonlighting guy, sh- the hotshot TV guy. Yeah. Really, everyone turned. Why would they? They, turn they went down? to the guy that was on the Seagrams commercials. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ooh, I, I don't know. Why would you turn that down? I, this is a good role. Yeah. Good. Witty lines. Well, and then you meet the guy that somebody had to punch it up too and make it a little bit more funny, have some like humor into it because it was initially about terrorists. Yeah. And in the script, like, like John McClane like drops his daughter from the building, like she dies in the movie, like so, like it it turned. Whoa, really? Yeah, like it's fucking, dude. I'm telling you, the show's show's killer. Ah, well, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Totally changed my uh, perception of John McClane. Right? Yippee ki Melon Farmer. Okay, since this is a Christmas episode, Chris, we're at that part 
Or uh, uh, I turn it off at the gym. Yeah. Well, okay. Two bands just released uh, last week uh, a Christmas song. One is Blink One Eighty Two released "Not Another Christmas Song," and the second one is Pearl Jam uh, did a cover of Stevie Wonder's "Some Day at Christmas." So I'm gonna let you pick for the audience. Blink One Eighty Two. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> It's not that's a happy Blink's is not a happy Christmas song. Dude, that's my final answer, Blink 182. Okay. Well, let's take them out with Blink 182, not another Christmas song. Whoop whoop. Sometimes you get what you got, but it's not what you wanted at all. This is not another Christmas. Another, you're not in a